We now know that Nazem Kadri will not be a New York Islander, but where do the Isles go from here in their quest to make this team better? We've got that, plus some good news about the goaltending, and a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We have got a lot to discuss. Obviously, the Nazem Kadri news at the top of the list. But first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question you'd like to ask us, a comment about something we discussed, or a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to email us. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Morton, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We will keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, including trade rumors, possible free agent moves, anything else happening to your New York Islanders during the remainder of this offseason. And now we are less than a month away from the start of training camp. So, obviously, I'm sure almost everybody knows by now, but Nazem Kadri has signed with the Calgary Flames. And obviously, it means that he will not be a New York Islander this year. The terms appear to be, as everyone had discussed, a seven-year deal with a cap hit of $7 million per year. I still think that it's better for the Islanders not to have signed Nazem Kadri because he is a center, because of his age, because I think years four, five, six, and seven of this contract may be problematic as far as value and, and the production you get for it, but while I'm a little bit relieved that Nazem Kadri is not signing a seven-year, $7 million per year deal with the Islanders, the question remains, what are the Islanders going to do? Because last year, the Islanders were 22nd in the NHL 
in goals scored. They had 229 goals. That was not good enough. Keep in mind, now, the Islanders' defense was 7th in the league. Their goal differential was just a minus 2, but it wasn't good enough for this team to make the playoffs. In fact, they were about 16 points behind the Washington Capitals for that playoff spot. And, you know, that's that's a lot of games you have to make up in the standings. And the problem is this. Lou Lamarillo talked before the, uh, you know, at the beginning of the offseason, before the draft. Yeah, the Islanders, we're going to make some hockey trades this offseason. Got to make this team better. We talked about the two primary needs. Puck moving defensemen. They got that in Alexander Romanov. Cost them a first-round draft pick. And then the goal-scoring winger. Well, we got past the draft. No moves for a goal scorer. You could even go back to the trade deadline. No moves for a goal scorer. And to a point, I could understand it at the trade deadline because the Islanders were more or less not making the playoffs uh, by that point. But now, free agency started. 31 teams in the NHL have made a move since free agency started to improve their team in some way. The only team that hasn't made a move, you guessed it, the New York Islanders. And this team, as it's presently built, can they be better this year than last year? Yeah, they can. Why? Well, a few reasons that I could think of. First of all, uh, I think Anders Lee can have a better year. Matthew Barzal can have a better year. Anthony Bevilier, Oliver Wallstrom. These are all players who, whether it was because of COVID, injuries, bad luck, uh, whatever you want to call it. Kyle Palmieri, I would add to that list. Guys that can definitely do better this coming year than they did in 2021-2022. I have no doubt about that. But, realistically speaking, this team two years ago didn't have the goal, ten, uh, the goal scoring it needed to be a true Stanley Cup contender. And I think Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello maximized the uh, talent that they had in order to be as, uh, you know, they got the most out of what they had and got to the conference final. But... Were they a better team than the Tampa Bay Lightning in, you know, the, the two years they met them in the conference final? No, they were not. Could they have beaten the Lightning? Yes, but they weren't the better team. And here we are in, we're past the midway part of August. We are less than a month away from training camp. This team, offensively, is not appreciably better. Okay, the blue line, I think Romanov and Salo, uh, which is probably your the two additions, the Islanders will be better off with them in the lineup every day than they were with Green and Chara for mobility purposes, for, uh, for just the overall speed and skating purposes. I think that's an upgrade. But offensively, 
you're really putting all your eggs in the basket of the guys we have are going to have to be more productive. And while it's possible, and I went over the names of guys who could probably do better this year than they did last year, there's a problem. Because two years ago and three years ago, when this team did reach the conference final, they were not good enough offensively to really win a Stanley Cup. And here we are at the trade deadline. Lou Lamorello did nothing at the draft. He made the one trade, but didn't bring in the goal scorer that this team has needed for so long. Free agency didn't sign anybody. And I guess, you know, part of the question is who's left out there? Uh, you have Long Island native Sonny Milano. We've talked about him. But what is Sonny Milano really going to do? He has never scored more than 14 goals in an NHL season. And he played last year with Trevor Zegras of the Ducks. I, 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 you know, you put him with, instead of Trevor Zegras, you put him with Matthew Barzal. I can't see him turning into a 20 to 25, 30 goal guy. Sonny Milano would be a nice pickup on a lot of teams. He's a talented player. I like him as a player. But we need that goal scorer who's going to make other teams take notice and be a little bit wary of facing that player. Sonny Milano doesn't move the needle in the goal scoring department. So... It comes back to, more than anything, this. We're back to square one that what Lou Lamorello was talking about when the offseason started. We need to make a hockey trade to bring in a goaltender. And waiting until the trade deadline and sort of seeing where this team is, not going to be the best way to go about and do that. Because I really want to see this Islanders team be better more than anything. To have that confidence. To have that uh, feeling that this team is doing something. That they're ready. That they can get the job done. And, and they're going to take on the entire league and you know you just try to stop us kind of a thing I don't see that happening right now and as someone who covers this team and as someone who you know follows and roots for this team over such a long period of time I'm disappointed in where we're at right now I do not feel offensively that this team is any appreciably better than it was a year ago, and we have to see what Lou Lamorello does, if anything, between now and training camp, or now and the first game of the season, to make this team better, because we need a jolt in the goal-scoring department to get the job done come playoff time. We have got more to talk about on today's show. We will discuss... Uh, uh, a popular sports website up in Canada ranking the best goaltender uh, duos in the league, where do the Islanders fall out, and whether I agree with that 
assessment. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, of course, the NHL, combat sports, esports, tennis, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for your sports wagering information. They've got it all from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They've got you covered. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So some rankings coming down the post. TSN, which is sort of the ESPN of Canada, ranking the goaltending duos for all 32 NHL teams. And they broke it into tiers. Uh, with Tier 5 being the worst, only two teams in, uh, excuse me, only four teams in the fifth and worst tier right now, and only five teams in the top tier. The bottom tier, just to give you an idea, Arizona, Buffalo, Chicago, Vegas, and I'm sure Vegas will make some kind of move before the season starts to upgrade their goaltending may even involve Semyon Varlamov. Uh, The Islanders in the top tier, and that is a beautiful thing. The top tier from bottom to top, Winnipeg, Tampa Bay, the Rangers, the Islanders, and Nashville. And the comment, here is the comment that was made on TSN Uh, about the Islanders' goaltending. I would say this is the best platoon in hockey. Ilya Sorokin is one of the league's best goaltenders and will get the majority of starts, but Semyon Varlamov's presence on this roster gives Lane Lambert plenty of optionality when dealing with the schedule and managing rest. Varlamov played 31 games last year and stopped 91.2% of the shots he faced. Considering how many teams around the league are still searching for one goaltender, the Islanders have two rostered, and that's an impressive luxury. So the Islanders ranked as, realistically, the second best goaltending duo in the league, and the author of the piece felt they may even realistically be first. Uh, UC Soros and Kevin Lankinen are the duo in Nashville. Personally, I would take Sorokin and Varlamov over anybody. And I guess the question has to be whether or not Varlamov right now is a luxury that the Islanders cannot afford. It would be fantastic to have Sorokin and Varley back for another year. But to pay your backup goaltender $5 million a year when you're up against the cap and you're team is hurting for some offense there are a lot of players out there the islanders maybe need to think about trading for whether you make a deal with vegas whether you make a deal with uh 
Chicago, whether there are some of the other teams out there. There are some teams who can accept cap help. Montreal, although they're not in win-now mode. Uh, Carey Price, they just announced on Thursday, unlikely to play this year due to his bad knee. Would Montreal be interested in possibly Varlamov? Again, they're not looking to win now, but maybe uh, they benefit from uh, adding a goaltender. Maybe St. Louis uh, could add a goaltender. There are a lot of teams out there who can benefit from acquiring a goalie and improving their situation in goal. And maybe you do hold on to Varley until the trade deadline and then look to make some kind of a move because, realistically speaking, uh, you know, that Varley is in the last year of his contract. And maybe by making that move at the trade deadline, you save some cap space, you bring in someone for the stretch drive. But that has to be an addition. That cannot be, okay, we wait until the trade deadline to get that goal scorer. Because, again, I still believe that it will be a big struggle for this team over, let's say, the first 55, 60 games of the season if they don't bring in at least one more 30-goal bonafide, I can put the puck in the net and shoot the puck more often. So many guys on this Islanders roster. So many guys are pass-first guys. Barzal is a pass-first guy. Bailey is a pass-first guy. Bavillier tends to be a, a pass-first kind of a guy. Uh, so many of these players are not taking a lot of shots on net. And if the Islanders could bring in someone who isn't afraid to shoot early and often, and hopefully accurately, that'll make a big, big difference for the New York Islanders. And let's hope Lou Lamorello finds a way. But the good news is the Islanders goaltending duo on paper right now has to be considered uh, one of the best, if not the best, in the NHL, according to TSN, and that is high praise indeed. We have got more to discuss on today's show. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, and it's a former first-round pick who spent only one season on the island and then went on to have a fairly successful career elsewhere. He played for the Islanders early in the 2000s. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. Today is the 41st birthday of former Islanders winger Taylor Pyatt, the native of Thunder Bay, Ontario, selected by the Isles in the first round of the 1999 NHL entry draft. Eighth overall pick had Two really great seasons for Sudbury of the OHL. 37 goals in 98-99. 40 goals and 89 points in just 68 games in 1999-2000. Joined the Islanders for 2000-2001. Played in 78 games. Four goals, 18 points, and 39 penalty minutes. Then went to Buffalo. Played later for Vancouver. 
where he enjoyed his best season, a 23-goal campaign in 06-07, went on to play for the Coyotes, the Rangers for parts of two seasons, and the Penguins before finishing his career with a year in Switzerland for Taylor Pyatt. 859 career NHL goals, 140 goals, 140 assists, 430 penalty minutes, played in 69 playoff games, 10 goals, 24 points there, never did win a Stanley Cup. One of those players who has played for both the Islanders and that team that plays in Madison Square Garden. We're going to go back and look at one of Taylor Pyatt's better games as an Islander. November 27, 2000, at the Nassau Coliseum, the Tampa Bay Lightning in town to visit Dan Cloutier, the goalie for Tampa Bay. For the Islanders, it's Wade Flaherty starting in net, and the Islanders get on the board first. It's a power play situation with a five-on-three set up uh, holding the stick penalty against Christian Kudrak. Martin St. Louis serving a too many men on the ice penalty for the Bolts. And Roman Hammerlick scores his eighth from Brad Isbister and Kenny Janssen at 822, 1-0 Isles. Then a mere 46 seconds later, Claude Lapointe makes it 2-0 Islanders, his third from Zdeno Chara and Tim Connolly at 848. Islanders make it 3-0 later on in the period. Kevin Haller, his first from Claude Lapointe and Tim Conley at 1405. 3-0 Isles, but then Vincent LeCavalier, his 10th from Martin St. Louis at 1642, makes it 3-1. But the Islanders answer back. Those goals in the final minute of a period, always so important. Dave Scatcherd, his fifth from Claude Lapointe and Kevin Haller at 1953. 4-1 Islanders after one. But in the second period, Frederick Modine, a power play goal with Claude Lapointe in the box for boarding. His 12th, Pavel Kabina, Brad Richards with the assist at 12.05. Then Richards, his 7th from Corey Sarich at 16.58. That 4-1 lead became 4-3 after 40 minutes. So we go to the third and our Islanders' birthday of the day. Taylor Pyatt, his first of the year, his first career NHL goal. Dave Scatcher, the only assist, just 58 seconds into the third period. Martin St. Louis pulled Tampa Bay back to within a goal. Brian Holzinger and Ryan Johnson with the assist at 2.23. But then Oleg Kavasha, his sixth from Marius Tchaikovsky and Roman Hammerlick at 8.40. Mark Parrish, his fifth from Tim Conley at 10.40. Islanders skate away with a 7-4 win for Wade Flaherty. 15 saves. He gets the win. John Van Beesbrook finishes up uh, and ends up making, uh, letting in only one goal in this game. Islanders win it 7-4. Kevin Weeks replacing Dan Cloutier for Tampa Bay in this one as the Islanders chased him. But for our Islanders' birthday of the day, uh, Taylor Pyatt, he got a goal at even strength. It came on his only shot. He played 12 minutes and 15 seconds of ice time. But his first career NHL goal, one of four he scored as an Islander, always a magic moment. You never forget your first goal. And the story as to how you scored it always gets better as you get older. But Taylor Pyatt, 41 years old today, he is our Islander's birthday of the day.
So, we're still waiting, folks. Islander fans, I know the frustration level is growing. Please feel free, whether it's via email, Twitter, or leaving a comment on the uh, YouTube page if you want to do that. And let me know how you feel about missing out on Nazem Kadri and the lack of signings. We know there are moves allegedly in Lou Lamarillo's back pocket, but I get the feeling many of them are signing Noah Dobson, signing Alexander Romanov, maybe signing uh, Kiefer Bellows to those uh, you know, new contracts after giving them the qualifying offers as RFAs. We need a goal scorer. We need a goal scorer on this team. And, you know, it's one thing to be in on a Johnny Goudreau or in on a Nazem Kadri or to be talking about trading for, uh, you know, different players, whether it's JT Miller, uh, whether it's Vladimir Tarasenko. It's one thing to talk about it, but you got to do something about it. You got to make this team better. And Lula Morello still has work to do, in my opinion, before the season gets underway. And let's hope he can get it done. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. So stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. We have uh, more to talk about on Monday when we come back, unless the Islanders make a trade or a signing between now and then, and I'll have uh, a an episode to talk about that as soon as it happens. But still waiting, still waiting, and not happy about it. Something's got to give, and hopefully it gives soon. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.